Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, everyone. It's Chatting with Nat. Yes, it's Natalie Bean. That's always young. We're here with rock artist Ashley Bean. The Ashley Bean Band is a rock band hailing from Peoria, Illinois. Over the years, the Ashley Band... Ashley, Ashley Bean Band has had influences that have molded their career into what it is today. Kathy Reynolds, four-time CIA Gospel Artist of the Year, Mike Eisenberg of the international acclaimed family band, The Jets, backup musician, Rusty Hall and John Coulter. Marshall Tucker's sound engineer, Journey and Diana Meltzer, founder of Caesar Evanescence and Creed have helped direct this young, energized rock band. The band has also been featured in several magazines, such as Stencil Magazine, Skilly Magazine, and Dominate Me Magazine. The Ashley Band appeared on the real radio show Frankie D and RJ, which is located in New York. Ashley was nominated for two music awards in the year 2020 with the largest independent music awards show, the Josie Music Awards. These awards include Best Song of the Year, Best Music Video of the Year. In the year 2020, Ashley signed a major distribution deal with Rock Avenue Records USA. The band's music has been compared to Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, as well as Alice in Chains and Nirvana. What a combo of musical innovators without compromise follow trends, but rather create them. The band would say it is classical meets rock with a heartfelt and unique style. All of the lyrics and music are Ashley's original creations. Her voice style and genre is distinct, raw, and gives her music an incredible commercial but almost underground sound. At the same, timeless, not pretty in pink, but black on black. So let's give a round of applause for rock artist Ashley Bean. Hi, Ashley. How are Hi. you? I'm doing fine. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. For, you know, for another person living in this wonderful pandemic. <laughs> it's been crazy. So how have you been during the pandemic? I've been doing good, staying positive, staying uplifted, trying to see the good in everything. Yeah, because that's all we can do, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all we can do and watching everything unfold right in front of us and dealing with uh, this whole virus thing and taking vaccines and stuff like that. And one thing I realized is, you know, people need physical touch. I mean, if you can't hug somebody, I don't know. I don't know where the world would be. What's the first thing? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. What's the first thing you're going to do when the pandemic is actually over? Oh, my gosh. I'm probably going to travel. Like, I want to go see different parts of the United States. I wish I could just go travel internationally. That takes a little bit more time and money and planning to do, but I'll just start here in the U.S. and just start traveling different areas. I love history, so I want to go check out everything. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, one thing the pandemic has done, it's motivated to, 
people to do the things they normally thought, oh, I'm not going to do that. I don't have time. I mean, because one thing we've learned is that obviously we knew this before, life is short, but with the pandemic, life has become even shorter. So kudos to you. I can't yeah. wait to hear about your travels. <laughs> this is all done. Um, I plan to ask people if I can hug them. I love hugging yeah. people. It's a good, good connection with uh, hugging people. Exactly. I'm going to say, hey, that's my new thing. I'm a hugger. Gotta hug. <laughs> um, so one thing we have in common while I was reading your bio and your information was sent to me is the Josie Music Awards. Yeah. Did you did you yes. attend the Josie Music Awards that year? I I was there. I did see you there. I didn't get a chance to go up to you and congratulate you. It was crazy. It was a madhouse um in that place that uh last year. But um when I saw your name come up, I'm like, that name sounds so familiar. Why do I know that name? And then I saw your photo. I'm like, oh, my God, I know who she is. She was at the Josie Music Awards. That's who I know who that is. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm at the Josie Music Awards. Wow, Ashley was there. That's awesome. And I, I think I really remember <laughs> seeing you there. Um, have you submitted this year? I did. I, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and do it again, you know, the pandemic with all this craziness going on, right. I need to get out of the house. I need to see people. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I plan to attend. I have to buy my ticket in character. You know, I'm always waiting till the nomination list comes out and stuff like that, but I know the patents, you know, so um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing people again. Woo. That's going to be yeah. awesome. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. So how, how and when, and what motivated you, this is like a three-part question, how and when and what motivated you um, to form a rock band? Why did you get into the music business? Um, it started off when I was really young. I was like eight years old where I just had this urge, I want to play music. And I bugged my mother for like two years. It wasn't until I was 10 that I got my first guitar, started getting lessons, and I started playing in church. And I really liked the whole band scene. I really liked getting in front of people. And I was really starting to come out of my shell. I started playing with a small cover band at the age of 14, 15 years old, um, getting out and actually playing with this cover band. And then when I turned 17, 18, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this for real. I'm going to start my own band. I want to write my own original music. And they kind of just took off from there. Um, I, took, I got the inspiration from my great-grandfather, who um, he was a musician, and he played in the, I guess you'd call it the pre-Opry before the Grand Old Opry. He played okay. with uh, String Bean, and um, he uh, was played on the same string, same stage as String Bean, and there's a picture of both of them uh, where they won the contest together. Um, there's like a whole, like, 20 people who won it. He's on one side of the stage, String Bean's on the other side of the stage, and it's just a picture that I, I actually um, am, am going to hang up in my house just as, like, a, a reminder and a uh, something – to remember uh, where my music talent came from is from my great grandfather, and he's really inspired me to take really off with my music and hearing all the stories growing up from my grandmother, what he did and how he did things, and playing with the family and playing bluegrass outside and stuff. <laughs> oh wow! No, that's awesome to have that in your background. I too have music in my background. My aunt, my cousin, I have an uncle, my father. We're all in the music business. We're all crazy. Um, that's that's awesome. I love that. I love how families can you can just sit around in a room and you be all around the holidays. Somebody gets a guitar out and somebody right. starts singing. Somebody plays. It's just I love that kind of stuff. Like the whole family can do. It. I just love. It. I, I just sit there and I just listen to it. 
No, I love that. The whole family unit and music is just an amazing thing. You know, I've been lucky enough that I've been able to use actually some of the songs that my father's written and actually perform some of those songs. So, yeah, the whole family vibe. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, How would you describe your music? Um, It it has a definitely a different feel, different, um, like it's unique in its own way. I kind of fell into my sound. Um, I have a very different type of voice. I've always been told, like, you have a very unique voice and with right. your music, it, it just all fits together. And I'm like, I, I got this rock sounding voice. Um, I have a very large range for a woman and it, I can, mm. it's very deep for a woman. When I first started out, I, I sounded like a man. I, I literally had a deep voice and my aunt was the same way. She, I don't know where we get it from, but we both sound right. like men. And then <laughs> I uh, worked on my voice to give myself a larger range to where I'm like, okay, now I can sound more like a female and I can now do all these crazy things with it. And, um, yeah, I just my sound just kind of came all together all at once with my voice, and I really like that rock tone. Right, it just kind of all fit together. I I love the fact that you said you started out by sounding like a man, but that would have been so that is so unique. You know, people yeah. like say you were on the Voice, and you know how they turn around, but you know you'd be singing, and they would assume that it was a guy, and all of a sudden when yeah. they turn around. Uh, no, that's Ashley Bean. <laughs> we have to have more of her. No, girl. That's actually, that's actually a talent. That's actually a talent. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I, at yeah, first, I was like, "Do I really sound like a man?" But then I really, I really loved it. I'm like, you know what? It's different. It's me. I love it. Right. I, I, I even work on my higher voice, but I still trigger my songs to sing more of that lower tone. It's who I am, and I'll mm-hmm. still hit those high notes when I need it. But yeah. <laughs> I love that. You know, you got to be you. You got to be you. That's yep. what, yep. what music is all about. So what would you say, um, what about your music is rebellious, unconventional, or unusual? Oh, oh my gosh. I don't even know what would be so unusual <laughs> about it. I, <laughs> oh, um, I don't, I don't know. I know my boyfriend, he's a, he's a musician as well. And I guess having somebody that like, that's a musician that's not in your band that sits back and like listens to you. I mean, he kind of came up to me. He's like, your voice kind of has like this Eddie Vedder type sound to it. You got that, like you sing the way that he does that grunge sound, but he's like, you, you, the way that you play your guitar and um, all these, I do these different time. Uh, my timing is always crazy in my songs. I do it naturally. I don't mean to do it. It just happens. And when I get musicians that play in my band, they're always like, this timing is weird, right. but it's cool, and I like it, but it's weird at the same time. And I, yeah, I guess that's kind of what's unusual about me is that my timing is different and, and my voice. <laughs> I love that. No, it's always great to be um, It's always great to be unique. You know what? You just don't want to sound like everybody out there. I think what's great exactly, about yeah. being unique is that people are really craving that because if you listen to radio – and you listen to a lot of things that we see on TV, it's always the same people. And so, it is. Fact, yeah, it, it is always the same people. So, and the fact that you're very different and very unique, I think people are just going to love you. I think that's awesome. Good Thank for you. you. Thank you. Um, who would you say are your main uh, musical influences? Um, definitely Joan Jett, Bob, doing following yeah. her growing up as a as a, a child 
watching her. I mean, I grew up listening to the 80s, 60s, 70s, you know, rock music, but Joan Jett really hit home with me. Uh, she was a female rock artist. She was like this rebel. She didn't care what anybody thought of her. She was unique, and she just stood out, and she didn't, no matter how hard people bashed her and put her down simply for just being a woman, uh, she right. stood right back up, and she helped pave the way to help women to be like, you know what, I- I'm done with this. I'm going to help women just, we're going to take this full on. I'm a girl. I don't care. I'm going to play rock and roll. <laughs> and I, Yeah, I love Joan Jett. Yes. Great yeah. woman. How hard do you think she it is? is? Uh, to front a female, well, to front a rock band as a female artist. Um, I've had my challenges. It's a very, you know, getting into this, you know, it's rock. The rock scene is very uh, male dominated. It just, it just is. Every, every rock band you see is always male dominated, and you see, like, I guess you could say, peppered in a few female artists. I watched mm-hmm. Lizzie Hale. I've watched, you know, in this moment, I've watched, you know, obviously Joan Jett and Lita Ford and all these awesome ladies that have just paved this way of like just being a rock artist. And um, I kind of like took their strength and used it as my own. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this myself. And um, yeah, did the challenges there? There they were there. Um, being a female artist, you know, you kind of get looked at funny. Like why are you a girl playing rock and roll? <laughs> Yeah, you would think that you would think that music has evolved. I mean, I just yeah. don't get. I mean, music is, and I keep saying this, is a place where there should be equality in every sector of music. Because music has the power to heal. It has the power to move mountains. It has the power to make such a great difference. And the fact yeah. that you know, there's like division in it or no a man's got to do this or a woman's got to do this no you can't have a female engineer no you can't have this no you can't have that it's really baffling to me i wish somebody would just put on it to explain to me why music um why music can't just be a place where we all just get along because i just found out with uh country music that they People were just not allowed. Radio stations were only playing one female artist. Everything was male. And now they've done it. They've oh, gotten, wow. Yeah. They've gotten it to the point that it's 50-50. So when I oh, hear wow. stories like this about men, women, this, that, race, blah, 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 within the music yeah. industry, I, I just find it, it, it it's truly stupid. <laughs> it's truly stupid. It, it is. <laughs> I just don't get it. What's wrong with you? Exactly, exactly. I think if you're a woman and you want to front any band that you want to, you want to do any genre that you want to, you should be allowed to. End of story. There oh, should yeah, be, definitely. There should be nothing said. There should be nothing argued. And in fact, people should just applaud and say, oh, my God, this is great music. Not because you're a woman, but because you're a talented artist. You yeah, and, and it inspires the young, the youth of those little girls that they look up to, you know, like myself looking up at Joan Jett and maybe like, wow, I'm going to do, I'm going to do that. She just inspired me to like step up as a woman and start playing music. I don't care what anybody says. Exactly. Um, so we're going to play one of your songs. Um, tell me about what you deserve. What is that about? That song, um, it's a single. That is the single off my album, uh, "What You Deserve," and it is a song about like basically karma. Like you're gonna get what you deserve in the end. You do me wrong, it, it's gonna come back to bite you. Um, you know, the, that's the way the universe kind of works. You know, um, 
you reap what you sow kind of thing. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the song's about, like, karma, you know. I, I've been done wrong so many times throughout the past, and I decided, you know what, I'm going to write a song about it. Like, you're going to get what you deserve in the end, and it's, yeah, that's that. <laughs> Amen to them, because people don't understand that karma stuff. All right, hold on one yeah. second. We're going to have a word from our sponsor. We're going to play the song. Hi, it's Jordan and Madison, and we're Jay Madison out of Nashville, Tennessee. We'd love to tell you about B-Squared Management, artist services by artists for artists. Get your press, branding, single release, and sync success plan now at bsquaredmgmt.com. And listen up to our latest single, Down, now on Spotify. keyboard a little bit of drums um, I, you know play around with the harmonica and stuff like that and uh, like my great-grandfather always said if you could play one string instrument you could play them all <laughs> wow that's a lot I'm still trying to open a smart keyboard that I bought four years ago to learn how to play the keyboard and this year I said it's going to happen I am determined that's awesome I mean, I think it's great that, you know, my, my instrument is uh, obviously my vocals, my voice, blah, blah, blah. But I always think it's like best to have to know how to play some instrument. Now I tried the guitar, but I felt too much like a, car, um, a contortionist. 
I mean, your body has to be <laughs> and all this stuff. And I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think I can do the keyboard. That might be well, a little bit easier for me. Mm-mm. So yeah, the keyboard's pretty, especially with a grand piano. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous. There's so many things you could do with that. So what oh, was yeah. you wish you had known when you began your career? Which one did I, I'm sorry, yep. you cut it out real bad right there. <laughs> All right. What's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> There's so many things. <laughs> there, There is. There's just, there is so many things. Um, when I, you know, first starting out, you're really young. You're mm-hmm. really wanting things to go quick. And um, what I've learned over the years that I wish I would have known when I first started is be patient. Have mm. patience. You know like, what? You're in this for the long ride, so be patient. Yeah, no, no, no. That's actually a very good one. I think that when we start out in this whew, this crazy career that we want things to happen so fast, but when you when yeah. you're moving too fast, you actually miss a lot and you don't do your due diligence. You don't do your research. And so many people will come to you and tell you that they can, oh, they can fulfill all your dreams and they're actually trying to scam you out of a lot of things. So, yeah, I think being patient yeah. is, is key. So that's a very, very good point. What do you enjoy yeah. most, most about being an artist? Um, my fans. Definitely my fans. Um, when I'm on stage, I, I can just feel their energy. Um the, just the, the joy that comes over their face, just seeing them. And then after the show, just having these people come up to you that you've never even seen in your life, never spoken to, just these strangers that have a connection with you, with your music. It, it's just, I love that a part about being an artist is talking with the fans and that my music touched that, this person. Artists, and the, one of the key things that everybody says, which includes me as well, is, you know, you know, making the artist feel like having that connection, giving that artist the aha moment. Like I get this, you get me and I need to follow yeah. you. I need, I need that in my life. No. So I really appreciate it. I, I like the fact that you write music that basically you're speaking your truth because what you deserve yeah. is really about speaking your truth. You're not going to <laughs> like, look, yeah. listen to me, you're going to get, you know, the karma's coming for you around the corner. And the thing is, people don't understand karma is something that's real. We don't we don't have to see it, but karma is yep. real. Even it when you, you think are at their happiest, sometimes they're at their lowest. People that have done stupid, evil crap. Let me tell you, yes, you get what you deserve. I love that song. I yep. love it. Love it. Um, <laughs> how how do you? So did you have you done a lot of live streaming? During this whole pandemic time, um, I haven't really done that much of live streaming. I've been really focusing a lot on the business thing uh, mm-hmm. side of the music. Um, with this whole pandemic, no one's playing shows. On everybody's kind of just in this whole chaotic world of like, what do we do? So I thought I'm gonna take a step. I'm gonna work right. on the business side of things and do the back end of things and really start pushing things. And I'm kind of glad I actually did that. I do like a few videos, cover songs here and there, and post them out there. But I've been really focusing a lot on the business side of things. And that's really smart um, because I actually did kind of the same thing. I mean, I did a lot of live streaming, but I did a bunch of webinars on, you know, uh, and and uh, music conferences and workshops 
on just music, you know, learning about yeah. Spotify, learning about TikTok, learning about, you know, sync licensing, you know, I'm on Clubhouse also. There's so much, this one woman, Empress Rose, I always talk about her because she gave so much information for people in regards to sync, yeah. licensing and all that stuff. And there's a lot of stuff that I knew, but there's a lot of stuff that I didn't. So I got to dig deeper yeah. to um, my career and knowing what I want to do, how I want to brand myself and, and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. I agree with you taking that, that, that taking that, those moments to be able to do that and understand the business. And I, and I do agree that if you're an artist, you should know the back end. I was having a conversation with another artist and she said, one of the key things that people need to know is a music management, music business, yeah. any artist that's yeah. out there. Because when somebody presents you with an agreement, or a contract or whatever, you need to know and understand what you're looking at and what you're reading. You shouldn't rely exactly. on other people. So I applaud you for um, doing the business end of it. How do you uh, manage all, all of your social media uh, platforms? Because we have to be on everything, damn it. <laughs> everything. Yeah. <laughs> and it gets annoying. Everything. And it, it gets it annoying. Does. It can be overwhelming. It can be with this whole social media world. Um, yeah, I, I try to um, manage how I post things. And what I, I've put out, like, a scale of, like, what time I need to post things, right. um, what's going to hit my audience at the best time, what's my prime time, what days. Um, sometimes I won't post anything for a week or two to get people kind of waiting on something special. Um, I'll post right. a photo somewhere around here and there. I get better responses that way. Um, I, I figured that out with uh, sponsorship through Facebook. Um, mm -hmm. I actually, it was from a YouTube, uh, from another guy that uh, has like a, over 200,000 subscribers on YouTube. And he's actually from around my area. And he was giving advice to people like the best way to gain more of an audience on Facebook, especially is when you sponsor a post, uh, whether it's like you got a mm -hmm. record deal or, or you're sponsoring your um, music video that you, that just came out, like, uh, Hand it out for three days, and you'll see the response, and your engagements go up so fast. Instead of seven days or however many days, do it for three days and no more. And I did that, and he was right. I, I was getting thousands of likes. It was getting mm. hit everywhere. I'm like, oh, okay, this is this is a pretty good idea. Yeah, I mean, so I did a webinar conference on um, TikTok, and I was just telling somebody else, you know, one of the things they say, oh, you should post five videos a day. Who has that kind of time? I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, pandemic, you, you would think you have that amount of time, but musicians have so much flipping stuff to do. Um, yeah. Even when it come up, I mean, I have a, I have one for sisters in music, but I also have one, my own music stuff. And, you know, I post my own music stuff and I, I have two kittens. So they're on there and doing stupid stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I try to be funny. But after a while, mm -hmm. it's just like, you have to come up with so many ideas. So, yeah, so they were like five posts a day, and they were teaching you how to do, do wet stitches and all this other stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, that would be cool to do if I had the time to do that and be on Twitter and be on Instagram yeah. and, be <laughs> and be here and be there and making sure my website is updated. Um, so, But you you have a management team? I do. Um, with my label, the Rock Avenue uh, USA Records, um, 
they help me manage a lot of my social media sites. They'll post something, and I could wait another week or so to post something else because um, I don't like to bombard my my right. audience, my fans with so much stuff going on. They're like they can't keep up, so I kind of space it out and do different prime times too, where people are, are still updated. They're still seeing I'm active. They're still seeing all what I'm doing, um, and I'm getting better um, likes and, and shares right. that away by just really taking my time with it and not bombarding people with so much information. Now, tell, tell us about how you got signed with this major distribution deal with Rock Avenue Records, USA. Um, well, it, I actually am an A&R rep myself. I actually work with a company called Bandonomium. It's really hard to say, but um, there's actually, it, it's like a whole bunch of people in the industry kind of came together and they created mm-hmm. this. Uh, company to actually help artists and I was one of those artists and I was actually uh, two years ago was granted like would you like to be an A&R rep company to help other artists and what we do is you know we help you get likes we help build your fan base we want to we we want to help artists we are not here to take your money we're not that type of uh, of company we are actually it's like a family and that's what I tell people about it all the time and um with this whole pandemic, a lot of stuff has gotten canceled with shows, festivals, right. a lot of stuff we were working on, unfortunately. Um, but they were the ones who introduced me to this label. They actually know each other. Mm. And I got like endorsed, all these amazing endorsements through them. And I've been working with Rock Avenue Records USA for, um, how, oh my goodness, like a little over a year now. And they, they, Stay in touch with me. I love when, when a label stays in touch with me. They keep right. me updated. They let me know what they're doing. And with this distribution deal, they're pushing myself, especially with this pandemic, no shows are happening. So they're like, let's just start pushing things to movies and, and, and Netflix right. and stuff like that. Since you can't play shows, let's do it, kind of focus on this end of your deal. I'm like, perfect. That sounds good with me. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Congratulations about that. That's, that's Thank really you. I love it. All right. So we're going to <laughs> song, Don't Go Away. Tell us about that. Oh, that's another song. I was just, um, I was, I was at my parents' house when I wrote this song. And it, it was like midnight when I wrote this song. It just kind of came to me. Um, the song is like, basically like, don't go away. Don't leave me. It's kind of a song like, you know, I don't want you to leave um, right. my side. It, it's, it's like a heart, um, only like songs it's just like heartfelt type song I just like don't want to be left alone with the person that I love and yeah Mm. it's a really I I love it's catchy I just I love all of the part of the the, from the vocals to the harmonies to just the the lead guitar player uh my uh he he did amazing on this song just coming up with what he did just it brought the song even more together it just made it so catchy I, I just love it Wow, 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 wow. Okay, well, we're going to put you on mute. We're going to listen to, get a word from our sponsor. We're going to play the song. Hi, this is Nikki Chris, and I host a podcast called Mixin' It. Mixin' It focuses on women in the music, entertainment, and the performing arts. Our goal is to provide an avenue for industry veterans and up-and-coming artists, musicians, engineers, and producers to showcase their talent. Listen to Mixin' It on Monday Music Madness at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sim Radio Network.
48 jungle. Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> you do remind me of um, Nirvana. You do. I mean, and obviously I am the Joan Jet, but I love the whole. I just love the whole vibe. You rock. You're like an empowered woman. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I get told that a lot. You're like, yeah, you got that, that Nirvana, that grungy sound in your music as well. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Thank you. Yes. No, I love it. You are. You are it. You are it. Um. Yeah, yeah, people should be afraid. They're you're gonna take over. This is gonna take. <laughs> um, it's just amazing. Um, what is one thing? What is what would you tell your younger self? What advice would you give your younger self? <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! Obviously, patience was one of the really big things. Um, being young, wanting things to take off right away. Um, over the years, what I have learned is. Patience, respect, uh, and listening. Being right. humble and listening to other musicians, especially musicians who have done this a lot longer than you, they will give you advice on things that you wouldn't even haven't even thought of, and just your experience yourself. Um, yeah, those would be the ones that uh, I would tell my younger self, like you know, listen, be a good listener, listen to those people. They're going to give you advice. You know, they're they're there to help you and, and to guide you. So that's what I would tell myself if I was, you know, back to being 15 years old again, playing guitar, wanting to be a little rock star. Awesome. I like that. You're, you give, you're giving yourself some great advice. Um, what is something that you tried to accomplish but you didn't, and what did you learn from it? Oh, goodness. Oh, my goodness. What have I not accomplished? Because <laughs> you've done oh. it all. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard one, yeah, because it, it's really like I, I, oh, man, hmm. Oh, that's a hard one to think of. <laughs> yeah, the, the oh. question is, though, it's almost like I hate, I don't like the word failure, so I substitute it because it goes, what is your business failure and what did you learn from it? But the thing is, with everything in life, it's always a learning experience, and it doesn't it, even it have is. to yeah. yeah. So it doesn't even have to be something you didn't achieve. It could be something that you may have struggled at. You achieved it. And what did you learn from the process? Okay, yeah. Um, definitely, um, I was, in the very beginning, um, I was very subconscious about my vocals because it was so unique and so different. And people kind of didn't know what to think of me. They're like, are you sure you can sing? Are you sure you're not tone deaf? Like I had a lot of people, just a lot of haters just coming at me. And um, that's why I look a lot at Joan Jett. Because Joan Jett, she had the same exact thing happen to her because she had a lower voice. Right. She was unique altogether. And she was hammered constantly over just being like, you suck, you can't sing. And I was always subconscious about my voice. Like, can I not sing? And then over the years, I'm like, you know what? These are just jealous haters. I'm, I'm going to own this voice of mine. It's, it's me. It's who I am. And no one's going to sound like me. I am, I am different. I want to stand out. And I just took the bull by the horns and just took off with it. I love that. So um, piggybacking off of that, so what, what advice would <laughs> other artists that are being uh, criticized, criticized for their uniqueness? <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it is, um, 
strength. You definitely need strength. Um, you you can empower yourself with just strength alone that, you know, I'm different, I'm unique. And these people that come at you, they're jealous haters because if they're hating on you, it means you're doing something right. Um, if these people weren't jealous of you, then they wouldn't have a word to say about you. They wouldn't be going this far out of their way to hate on you, to try to ruin you, try to destroy you, try mm-hmm. to make up rumors. And, it's, you know, if you got jealous haters coming at you and attacking you for if it's the way you play the guitar or the way you sing, the way you dress on stage even, it could be some kind of unique craziness you dress on stage. Um, you know, you just continue to walk down that path of being yourself because these people – they weren't jealous of you. They would not be saying the things that they are. You know, you're doing something right. I love that. Because I've been posting a lot of these inspirational quotes. And one of them, one of the quotes I do is, is, is about being yourself and being authentic and not really caring about what people think. And um, a lot of people have just been coming to me. Oh, my God, I needed to hear this today. Because, you know, this world always wants us to be something that we're not. And I think that's yeah. very tragic. And so a lot mm-hmm. of people turn to, uh, a lot of people just go and be something that they're not, and they're miserable, miserable, yeah. just to appease other people. And yep. I just, I, I think that's extremely sad. You can't worry about what other people think. That's what holds a lot of yeah. people back, you know? Exactly. You just, yep. you just can't. You have to be yourself. You have to love yourself. You have to see you you have to say every day, I am enough and I am the best that I can be. That's all you can do. Yep. Um Exactly. So yeah, I love that advice. So what is the one quote you live by? Um well it, it is definitely a quote that is from the Bible, it's with God, anything's possible. So mm-hmm. I definitely go I, I definitely use that passage a lot because it is true. Like there's things in my life I can't even explain with a, it, like it's definitely divine intervention is that the Lord definitely was there. And he, there's just things that I, that has happened that I've had other people witness. Like, how did you get the show? Or how are you meeting these people? How are you getting these connections? How is this happening? Like, it's not me. I'm telling you. <laughs> and I love that you, you love that passage because the thing is um, every time, and I kid you not, every time I decide, and I'm not going to do music anymore. And it's often because, because people get on my nerves. <laughs> um, <laughs> something happens. Like I'll get an email or I'll get a call from somebody. You know, the email would say, oh, I listened to your music. I really need it at the time. Or somebody will call me to collaborate or, on something or something or I won an award or something like that. And I'm like, okay, God. Okay. We're going to try this one more time. <laughs> going to do this thing because um, you're giving me the message that I need to continue with all of this and I'm going to do my very right. best. Yep, um, that's right. But I, like Ashley says, I need to have patience. <laughs> I have to have <laughs> understanding. Because let me tell you, this the, um, the one thing about the music industry is a beautiful place. But it, it can be extremely hard, and and um, you really you I, I truly believe you have to really love it to want to stay in it. You have to. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. it's a lot of work, and there are a lot of things that will come at you, and you have to be strong-minded for it. And the thing that you I do. think, and I think the thing people need to remember is that music is subjective. There are people who are going to love you. And there are people that are not. 
Now I've entered yep. my music in many things and the same song won in one thing and didn't win in another. So I think people need yep. to keep that in mind. It's very important. Yeah. You have to be yourself and write from your soul. Write from your soul. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I agree with that. Yes. Tell everybody in the internet world where they can find you in the internet world. Yeah, you can find my music on my website at ashleybeanband.net or my Facebook page, Ashley Bean Band, my Instagram, Ashley Bean Band, or my Twitter. Um, I also have a YouTube channel. You can uh, message me on there. I'll get back with you as soon as possible. I know with this crazy pandemic and craziness on the whole music scene things, but I, I do respond to my fans like you are talking to me um, or one of my other uh managers from my label like they and they let me know like hey the first so-and-so got a hold of you maybe you should get it back hold of them so i will get back with you as soon as possible um with this whole craziness going on but those are the social media links that you can actually get a hold of me check out my stuff my music everything love it love it all right ashley thank you so much for being on chatting with nat it has been truly an oh, follow oh, you, thank I, you. Know, i'll become a groupie yes i think i'll become a groupie <laughs> I'm going to follow you. Um, I hope you go on all the travels that you want to go on once this pandemic is over. And I wish you well in all your endeavors. And hopefully I'll see you in September at the Josie Music. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. I'm so looking forward to that. All right. So we'll party on. All right, everybody. That was rock artist Ashley Bean. Thank you so much, Ashley. Have an awesome week. Thank you. You do the same. Thank you. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.